0: Father, thank you that you are the servant king. As as we began this service, we reminded ourselves of that, that you are the servant king, that you left your throne in heaven and you came to serve us. And We bless you, Lord God, and true discipleship is all about being saved by the blood of Christ and then taking on the servant towel, as it were, and becoming a servant like you, Jesus. And today we want to honor and affirm that way of servanthood and all those here who make this experience so important. So Lord, Holy Spirit, would you come and would you make this real and alive and in the moment for us? And we ask it all in Jesus' name, amen. So we thank God for our volunteers, we truly do. You know, when we come in, Fliss and I in the morning, partly I guess because of our role here, You know, the first thing that we look out for is... Is there a a Vineyards Road sign on the the road up there on Ashley Road? And yes, there was this morning. And that tells us that a volunteer has gone up there to to place it there. Then we come in and we we are greeted by car parking guys in yellow jackets, you know, the whole team of you guys. And you've always got a smile and a a cheery wave and you help us get sorted out. Then we come in and we get greeted by greeters and we get given, uh, you know, a, a little flyer or something. And then I look to the left and there's Sabi and his team, you know, with the, with the chai cafe. And then I see people with black pennies running out with trays of donuts and, and coffee. And then I see it's, uh, Kev Nash and Carol, our children's pastors, you know, liaising and talking to our, our kids' workers. And then I come through here and I see that, you know, the sound guys are there and the AV guys there and the bands here. And I know they've been here for an hour, hour and a half already. And then I, I turn around and I see that our ushers are here, and that's just on a Sunday, and that's just what you can see. But you know, I want to honor all of our volunteers. I want to honor people who you, you don't see as a rule. People like you know Derek and Barbara Fawcett, who are our lay chaplains here, and have given fur, f- just faithful service working on Linda Hall's team, and they are just absolutely outstanding. I don't know whether they're here, are you here? You are here, you're hiding behind pillars and things. Stand up, you guys. I I kid you not, a little bit of self-disclosure here. You know, I'm still working through stuff in my own life and issues, and I, you know, only in the last two or three months, I went all the way over to Chorleywood to Uh, To Chelfont St. Peter where Derek and Barbara lived and I spent a wonderful afternoon with Derek just pouring out my stuff and he gave me great wisdom and counsel and, and then prayed for me you know this pastoral team that Linda Hall here has built up is just absolutely outstanding unseen people like Sally Ann Hurst you know I don't know whether Sally Ann Hurst is in here this morning but but p- people who, you know, Sally Ann Hurst heads up our, our prayer networking thing, so if there's a, a crisis, like the ball and the, uh, son Simon was in a very, very nasty um, motorcycle uh, cra- accident and had a series of operations just immediately before uh, Christmas, and it was Sally Ann who was the kind of liaison person, she was sending prayers out to those on our prayer network team, all those who faithfully pray and uh, you know, who, who just keep lifting us up, you know people like uh, you know, Sabby and his team on, 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 on the coffee bean there, just making that happen, and, and uh, we, the, the chai cafe rather, people like Mal and Jackie Wake, who just give us this amazing church bookstall. I mean it 's fabulous what we have there, and, and this is absolutely true the storehouse bookstore in Watford watches to see what we are buying here because then they stock what we are buying here there because they know that our people are hungry to learn and hungry to grow and what, we, what sells well here sells well there. You know, God bless you, Mal and Jackie. They usually come to the second service. People like Carol Cahill, who I saw sort of lost in worship over there somewhere. Carol's sort of not giving me eye contact. She's being very naughty. Uh, But Carol Cahill uh, heads up our feed ministry, uh, assisted ably, of course, by by Ray, our, our building manager, but uh, you know, without Carol, it simply wouldn't happen. She gives hundreds of hours in a year, absolutely free, gratis. You know, I could go on, and forgive me if you're offended if I didn't men- mention your name. Please don't take offence, because this is a little unusual. We don't normally draw attention to those who are serving us, but we have literally hundreds. Before Christmas, um, Felicity and I had the privilege of taking nearly 90 of our leaders to a Christmas dinner and we had a lot of fun. It's something we like to do every year just to honor our leaders. But when you think for every one of our leaders, there's probably at least two or three people who are volunteers serving with them. So again, it was only representative. We'd love to take the whole bunch if possible, but it just ain't possible. But you guys, whatever capacity you're serving in, you have caught an essential kingdom truth. You have seen that, it, that you know, church is not just about attending. You've seen through that. You've got it. You've got it that first and foremost, we have to be washed by Jesus. We have to know his forgiveness and his cleansing. That's how we get to heaven. That's how we know freedom. That's how we know forgiveness of sins. That's how we experience the true welcome home. But beyond that, how do we live our lives? You've got it. Not just by attending, not just showing up. You've got it. You understand what what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 20, verse 58, thanks James, where he said, The son of man, that's Jesus, he's speaking about himself, did not come to be served. God, the Lord of all glory, the King of kings, the Lord of hosts, the almighty one, did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. You've understood the story behind the story. That actually to be part of God's kingdom, to be part of this great adventure we call the kingdom of God and his church, is to become a servant. You know, I'm deeply moved, deeply moved, because I know many of you well. And I'm deeply moved because I see people who have very high-powered jobs, who in, in the secular world, in their secular fields, are, are, are consulted and, the, and, and respected, but I see them doing kids' men and I see, I see them serving coffee with an apron around them. And sometimes we get short shrift. Sometimes those of you who serve here, you know, you're treated like skivvies sometimes by people who don't know better. I could tell you stories. I'm looking at my daughter-in-law, Sarah, whom I love, sat there with Liz. She helped serve on a Monday at the feed ministry, and she, she's... And just before Christmas, she was on the sort of check in desk, and people were coming up and virtually poking her in the chest and saying, I've been waiting here 20 minutes. You know, how long is this going to take? They've come for free food. <laughs> you know? She was close to tears when I found her. And it's hard when you're a servant, you know, and when you're doing it free and you're giving your time free, and she's taking a day off work, being docked pay to serve to have somebody poke her in the chest and tell her to hurry up, move your fanny. Yeah. They get a little bit real sometimes. And you know that. I have found refreshment people in the kitchen in tears because they wear a black thing and then somebody's clicked their fingers and told them to go and get some more milk. Oh, you guys, I'm moved by the service that you bring. And if I'm moved, I know that Jesus is moved. The Son of Man did not come to to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to read a little, I'm going to read a bit more of John 13 in a minute, but I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to read a a little passage out of John 13. We haven't got it on the screen, so just listen up, or if you've got your Kindle or whatever it is you have, you might follow with me. But uh, John 13, and, and this comes at a point in time where Jesus is, is just about to go to the cross, this is, his last wish is to have a meal with his friends, and so he's meeting with them, and they're gathering for the, you know, for the, the Passover festival, very important festival, and he, he just wants to, you know he's, he's known crowds, he's known notoriety, he's, he's known good times and bad times, but on this last night before he knows he's gonna be arrested and go to the cross, he just wants to spend time with his inner, inner his, 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 his family, and so they all arrive for this meal, this, this wonderful Jewish festival of the Passover, but in John 13, chapter 2, it says this, the evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. And Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. As we always say when we read this passage, Jesus, his will had not been broken. He knew who he was. He was the Son of God. He knew his authority, his power, and his position, and knowing that, he went on to Verse 4, so he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, wrapped a towel around his waist, and after that he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Everybody was so uh, struck and was so so concerned about their position, their standing so that nobody washed the feet, which was the servant's role. Somebody forgot to hire the help. Somebody forgot to recruit some volunteers. And so this, of all nights, this most poignant and important of nights, the last meal that Jesus, you know, the last supper that Jesus was going to spend with his guys before he went and did that work of salvation upon the cross All of a sudden he says, wait a minute, hang on. And he served them, he became the servant and washed their feet. You guys have understood that it's all about serving and not being served. So I want to show you another little volunteer uh, film now, another little movie which, uh, and I love the last one, don't get me wrong, but, but this one I, I want to give as a gift to you to affirm you. Thanks, James. We couldn't do church. We couldn't do church without you being the church. It's a fundamental thing. Church is not about buildings and buildings programs, although they're important, they truly are. It's not about, you know, the pastor at the front. It's about us being the church. It's a servant-hearted mentality. Let's pick up the story again in John chapter 13, beginning at verse 12. Jesus says, when he had finished washing, it says, when he had finished washing their feet, He put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example That you should do this as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. We thank God for our volunteers. We thank God for our volunteers. And I I know this is embarrassing for some of you, but I would just ask now, if you are a volunteer in whatever capacity, would you mind just standing where you are now? Just stand where you are. Thank you. Do you know, as you guys stand, I, I get embarrassed because I see so many great volunteers and leaders. You know, David and Helen Clamp. Ritson and Ian, and you know, I missed your names. I'm sorry we'll be here all day if we go through. But we honor you guys. Let's just uh, applaud these guys. <clears throat> now let's just stay where you are. The, the, you know, t- truthfully you may not want me to do this but I would, I would happily wash every single one of your feet now <laughs> you may not want me to do that but you know what I felt it was, would be poignant I felt like it was we've never done this in 25 years to be perfectly honest with you I, I want to be honest with you here self-disclosing I've always thought it a bit cheesy <laughs> that was the wrong I didn't mean to say that <laughs> that's the wrong expression but we're going to wash a couple of people's feet now. and I've always thought that thing is a bit cheesy. <sighs> you get it, yeah. Um, but we, I'd love us to do that just representatively. So I don't know whether I'll have time to do four, but let's have, uh, I, I need volunteers because you may know whether or not you've got tights on and things like that, you know. <laughs> uh, you know I don't want to pick Larry out and find he's got tights on or something, you know. <laughs> sort of something weird going on there. Listen, just put your hand up. If embarrassing that would be whether you would you wouldn't mind me washing your feet just just as part of this thank you and honoring you. Just please just raise your hand. Or I'll pick a couple. Right. Carol Cahill. I happen to notice Carol, I happen to notice that you hadn't got socks on, so get yourself up here. And then I'm just gonna look give her a big round. Okay, and I need a guy. Come on, guys. I know you wish you'd cut your toenails this morning. Do you want to just sit there? That's great. I need a guy. I'm going to pick somebody in a minute if we're not careful. Bob Fellows, you're it. Bless your heart. Get up here. You know, honestly... um, I felt like Jesus said I should do this, and it's, it's him wanting to model, serving you, and so that's why we're gonna do it. Just so there's not, thanks Bob, thanks, I would just sit there. Let's pull this around here. Just so that we, we have something to do other than watch me washing people's feet, uh, I found a lovely little third video, lots of videos this morning, thanks Paul. And uh, this lasts about four or five minutes, it's a meditation, it's some lovely images, it's some music, but it's a combination of verses of scripture and uh, encouraging and uplifting words. In just a moment, we're going to run those while I wash Bob and Cow's feet. And I just invite you to, to respond to this in whichever way you like, but I invite you um, especially if you're a volunteer, to watch the meditation and read the words, because I felt like the Holy Spirit said to me. That, he said, "There's something for everyone." You know that lovely message that that uh, Dennis brought us last week, where you know there's no shortages in the kingdom of God. There's more than enough for everyone. And and what the Lord said to me about this little meditation video clip we're going to watch, um, there's something for everyone. And if you if you watch this with that attitude in mind. It is my belief that out of the many verses of Scripture and many little uh, uplifting sayings that you will see over the next four or five minutes, the Holy Spirit will whisper in your ear or your heart at some point, say, this one is for you for this year, maybe even two or three. So read them, not just to go, ah, but read them and look out for that one that seems to be God speaking to you in this moment especially if you're a volunteer. I really felt the Lord wanted to give a gift of his word to the volunteers. So let me pray, and then we'll kick off in the video, and I'll, I'll just uh, wash Bob and Carol's feet. Lord, we want to say thank you to you for washing our feet, and more than that, washing our very hearts, washing our lives clean. You are the servant king, and it was you who said that the servant is not above his master. And the logic is simple. If we serve the servant king, we are called to be servants. So at the beginning of this new and exciting year, our 25th anniversary, remind us of who we are, precious sons and daughters, but that we are called to serve one another. Now come, Holy Spirit, and speak to us through your word and through these actions in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord Jesus, thank you for your living word and that you come to us to wash us clean and to serve us. And everyone said, Amen. Thank you. Thank you for working with us with that. Thank you, guys. Bless you. Thank you. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Nearly nearly finished, you know, um, funnily enough, I was thinking this morning, as I was trying to shave, probably if I'd paid attention, it would have gotten better, but I was thinking about these chairs. Do you know, when we ordered these chairs eight years ago, we, we had a very particular spec for them because we wanted the best seat in the house. We wanted these seats to be the most comfortable. We wanted you, whether you're a volunteer or a visitor, to feel at home and comfortable. And so we spec them to be two inches wider than was normal, so you had room. We specced them to have a thicker um, depth to them, and we specced them to have this bit of lumbar support there. We went to a lot of trouble, and I think I made a mistake. I overlooked a number of things, some of them practical. One of the things I overlooked was that if you make a chair two inches wider, that means you can get less chairs in the house. So we hadn't been in here a year, and we were already struggling to fit everyone in, so we had to build this thing in. The other thing was that I think I've realized something, that the best seat in this house is not there in a comfy chair with a coffee in hand. The best seat in the house is next to Jesus. Wherever Jesus is, that's where I want to be. That's the best seat in the house, and sometimes it's a park bench. Sometimes it's squatting on the floor. You see, the best seat in the house is not just doing church, but being church. So we thank God for our volunteers, we honor you, our volunteers, and I'm sure my dear staff members and team leaders would want to say, if you want to volunteer, then go to thevineyardchurch.co.uk volunteers, lots of opportunities. Let's stand and pray and we'll have the worship team back up. get this uh, a little organized. There you go. Heavenly Father, we want to say thank you because uh, you are doing something here at Vineyard that is a little different. You're doing something here that is a little counterculture. You are building a people that is after your own heart, a people that is not consumed or preoccupied with our entitlement or what is ours by right or what we can get, but you are building something into our heart, into our very genetic code, which is all about serving and learning to love, sometimes learning to love the unlovely learning to serve one another and Lord you are going deep in every single one of us and challenging our uh, our presuppositions and challenging our, our prejudices and we thank you Lord for what you're doing and as I always pray when you're doing something in me I say and I pray for us do it good God do it good. Go deep. And everyone said, Amen. That